This is a HeadGum Podcast. It's that episode, not that episode. It's that episode. With Craig Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite a guest over to my apartment. We watch any TV show that they choose. We watch it. We talk about it. We talk about a bunch of other crap. Today, my guest from Harvard Sailing Team is the very funny Rebecca Delgado-Smith. Welcome. Hi. How are you? I'm I mean, good. I already know how you're doing because... <laughs> we just talked. We just talked already. <laughs> there was pre... You didn't just come in and then I turned on a microphone. No, no, no. You offered me seltzer. Mm-hmm. We've been through it. And water. And water. Yeah, the two options. Sometimes I have orange juice, um, but we don't. But there are two you types. You see, that of, would have been perfect. Yeah. The, with seltzer. Ugh. A little, ooh, a splash of seltzer yeah. with this peach pear. A spritz, La- an LaCroix. orange spritz. So I actually could have offered you two different, three different types of water. Okay. We have bottled water, mm-hmm. which is for emergencies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have tap water, and then we have a special filter. So there are three different ways you could have had it. You're like water connoisseurs. Yeah, very much so. You guys are rich. We are really rich in water, (laughs) which is actually a hot commodity in California. Yeah, no, I think you're the richest people in California. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, So welcome. Uh, Thanks for watching TV with me on a very beautiful day. It's, it's, uh, I mean, it's 70 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. Birds are chirping. It just feels nice yeah. to be alive. And then we're going to watch <laughs> television. So why don't you um, say what TV show we're going to be watching today? We're going to be watching Forensic Files. It's one of my favorite TV shows. I particularly love to watch it right before I go to bed. Whoa, okay. Um, it's one of those shows, you know, uh, it, which is kind of a, a bit of a... Uh, I would say an argument, a point of contention between my husband and I, mm-hmm. because he he claims that I just it lulls me to sleep, it, it makes me right. fall asleep, and he stays up all night, you know, fearing intruders, killers, um, all the things. I feel like so I've never seen Forensic Files ever, even though I just looked it up and it has over four hundred episodes of the <laughs> yes. show. It started in nineteen ninety six. Yes. Um, but I do think, like, I just went to sleep reading for the last, like, two weeks. I was reading a book called People Who Eat Darkness, and it was about a murder, uh, a sex murder in Japan. And I feel like I used to go to sleep after reading about serial killers and stuff. And I think there's something in, maybe in comedians, or I don't know, but I meet a ton of people who read really, read or watch really yeah. dark shit. Yeah. Like sort of right before going to bed. Yeah, I think it balances us out. Yeah. You know, it like uh, just fee- it makes me a happier person, honestly. But in what way, like, <laughs> what can you trace it? Like, because it's so just dist- like, especially, I mean, I assume in this, I just saw like a screen grab from the episode that we're going to be watching that it's like really bloody and the imagery is pretty, pretty gross. Yeah, this one is particularly good because it has a twist in the end that I, uh, you know, I, as a person who watches a lot of forensic files, I, you know, I I can start watching and be like, well, that's the killer. Hello. Uh uh But this one gets you good. Oh, wow. Gets you good. And do, um, how, when did you start watching this show? When did you start watching Friends of Files? I've been watching this show probably for 10 years. For 10 years, wow. Yeah. And w- did you just find it or did someone turn you on to it? Um, I think I just found it. Uh, it was 
I think in my college days mm-hmm. when I was allowed to have a TV in my room. Oh, wow. Before that, were you not allowed? No. As a kid, I was never allowed. So, you know, and, and it's a good thing, honestly, because if I would have been doing this as like a 12 year old, that would have been very yes. scary. Yeah. And have you always been into murder? Yes. Uh-huh. Always. That's... Since <laughs> since I, I cracked open my first Goosebumps book. Oh, that's so funny. I never really thought of Goosebumps as sort of like a way in for kids to be into like dark, dark stuff. But I guess it is pretty gross. I don't really remember. I mean, I remember reading some, but I don't really remember the tone of them. It's uh, they're you know, they're scary books. They're scary. Yeah. And I was watching Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I think my, uh, you know, ghost scary kind of there's nothing scarier than real life. Right. right sure. Because it can really happen to you. Yes. So that kind of was like what got me into it. Then you do the R.L. Steins. I was really into um, uh, Lois Duncan. I don't this, know if I know uh, Lois Duncan. She wrote, um, Are You Afraid? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer, which is oh. not like the movie at all. So she it's a, wrote book, a, book. a book. She wrote a book, I Know What You Did Last Summer, totally different than the movie, um, but really terrifying. And she had another one. I it, it, I believe it had to do with astral projection. And um, uh, Remind me what astral projection is. It's when you... You can you're, leave your body. Right, okay. Like when you're lying down. Like Yeah, when you're sleeping, you're sleeping. or... Um, yeah. And you can... Uh, in, in this particular one, she would um, convince... She, there was a, a girl who was being dominated by astral projection. I, I, I don't... <laughs> by <really>. astral projectors? <laughs> that sounds yeah. creepy and confusing. Yes. So... And then I was like, okay, well, these are books. Give me the good stuff. Give me the you know? good shit. It's like drugs. Yeah. You're, so the next logical conclusion will be that you're going to murder someone to get that um, to get that feel. Well, You're going to be craving blood. No, but I'll be prepared. Now, have you ever, like, because I, I, like, read stuff and I've never changed the way I do anything. Have you ever, like, you know what I mean? Like, after watching something, I've been like, oh, I should like carry mace or you know that type like like does it affect you or is it just keep you on guard all the time yeah no i'm constantly on guard (laughs) (laughs) i'm constantly waiting for the killer you know lurking around the corner um i just read finished reading helter skelter i i've read helter skelter (sighs) i mean i obviously it's a really scary book obviously it's real like nothing scarier but uh, what is the scariest part to me of Helter Skelter is the creepy crawling. That, I was just thinking that. That's the cre- <laughs> it's basically when the, the Manson and his crew would just go into people's homes while they were sleeping and just sort of make a couple different changes to things. And they just would just sneak into people's houses. I honestly night. don't think there's anything scarier than that. Have you, I was, have you ever been burglarized? As a child, yeah. It's terrible because we were burglarized in Brooklyn once and it was like the stuff being stolen was really annoying, but it was scary. Just the idea that somebody had been in our apartment without us being there was really, really scary. Like the next morning we woke up to the sound of squirrels at the window and we were just screaming at the top of the lungs like, get the fuck out, get out, get out, get out. Because we like... It, it was terrifying. It was. It just feels like your space has just been taken over. Oh yeah. As a kid, we you know they broke into our house and they broke in through my brother's bedroom 
and he refused to sleep there for, uh, I think it was like five years. And he moved himself out of a nice bedroom into like the small bedroom in the house because he was just like, I can't, I can't take it. I mean, uh, that uh, makes sense to me. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I would get the fuck out of there. Um, so we're going to watch Forensic Files. So the episode that you picked was called Family Ties. Is that right? I believe so, yeah. And what's the reason that you chose this? Because of the, the switcherino? Yeah, there's a switcherino. And then I heard, uh, you know, my friend Adam Lustig. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he knows someone who knows someone who knows someone the, that this happened to. Oh, my God. So it's it's a real. Do I need to know? Do we need to know anything else before we watch the episode? Nope. Nope. Just let it roll. Just let it ride. <laughs> All right. Well, well, let's check out Forensic Files. Um, and is this a re- recent episode? Do you know? or is this... Oh, I don't know. You never know with this TV show. Who knows? They're in constant reruns. Reruns. <laughs> yeah. And does I assume the production value is pr- pretty much the same. Yeah. They're just is. cramming them as, out as fast as possible. Well, let's check it out. Blood spatter analysis showed that Joan Porco was struck three times in the head with the axe while sleeping. Peter Porco had been struck 16 times in the head. But why was Peter's body found downstairs? Apparently, sometime after the attack, Peter regained consciousness and started to go about his morning tasks. He had actually pulled on some clothes over the top of some wounds and began walking around the house. That's because The top part of Peter's brain, the neocortex, which controls higher functions like thought, language, and reasoning, was severely damaged in the attack. The autopsy revealed his paleocortex underneath was intact. This controls his primal instincts and second nature habits. This explains why he got up, went downstairs, made breakfast, performed the same tasks he did each and every morning, unaware he was mortally wounded. All right. Wow. Crazy, right? There's so many crazy things. I'd recommend to all listeners, so this is founded on YouTube. Yeah. I think it was, wait, season... 13 episode 25 there's so many episodes of this tv show that was that was nuts so scary sad really sad really really sad obviously so let's give the sort of the gist of what happened in the the crime is that uh, a judge and his wife were axed to death in the middle of the night in their bed and that was found out when the judge didn't come to work one day. But the craziest thing is that two things. One is that the wife lived, survived, yes. after being struck by an axe three times. But the cra- the craziest thing is that the the husband was axed 16 times in the middle of the night. And when they found his body, he was downstairs, even though he was hacked to death in the bedroom. And that's because he ca- he woke up in the morning and yes. went around his morning routine. He, he poured cereal. He went outside and got the paper. He locked himself out while he was outside and he found the key that was like in a in a uh, plant. And then he let himself back in. And then he collapsed and died. 
And they said that it was because of the cortex, the part of his brain that was hit by an axe. It didn't reach like the inner part. It didn't. Re- yeah, it <laughs> didn't reach the part that stops you from eating cereal. Yeah. Your daily yeah. routine. The fact that that blows my mind. I know that that is so ingrained in you that even if you're, you know, he was essentially unconscious, but conscious. He was dead. Like he, he was, was basically uh, dying unknowingly. Yeah. And going through his morning routine i mean that's how crazy the brain is that is imagine if his morning routine was like cooking omelets <laughs> i think he did cook or something Wait, yeah did there, they was, say there he was some there was something else in there that we might have missed but i mean yeah he really like that could have taken well, a he, put a, he oh, put, yeah, a he put a shirt on he put a shirt on oh my god over his like, wounds yes also to the killer come on if you're gonna, I mean, it's cruel. No, but yeah, if you're gonna hack somebody sixteen times, do the job. <laughs> I you mean, know what yes. I mean? Like, oh, horrible, horrible, uh, like horrible. Uh, that's so brutal that 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 person lives. So that was the crime, and terrifying that they had a home and a an alarm system, and someone came into their house, murdered them in the middle of the night. One of them lived. I shouldn't say murdered they because yeah, yeah. one of them lived. And then in the ambulance, um, somebody asked her if uh, the, the woman, if she knew the person who did it and she said, yes. And then she said, and the person asked, was it Chris Porco being Chris Porco being her son? And she said, yes. But right? then after surgery, she had no recollection of, she what had happened? no recollection. She said that Chris wasn't there, and she wrote a letter to the newspaper saying Chris had nothing to do with it. And um, and then they get so that's like the beginning. So I guess is that the way that they do every episode? Is the beginning they show the crime, and then it's uh, they sort of show the CSI version yeah. of what happened. Yeah, the the whole idea of the show is to sh- show you how the police find the killer the killer the, it's using forensic science it's a who done it not a how catch him which i just watched an episode of colombo for the podcast oh. and they call that a how catch him um and the science was pretty unbelievable yeah yeah really cool that i mean it's like a little puzzle i mean because think about it you're a detective right right you i walk am. <laughs> as yeah. we both are because yeah. we watched one episode of forensic Files. i feel like it now <laughs> So we walk into a crime scene and we see this, you know, a, a body, you know, downstairs and, and a, you know, they had their work cut out for them because how did they, you know, they're not even talking about that whole process of how they found out that he went downstairs because that must have that taken, taken a long, a time. long time. <laughs> like, because I mean, I guess investigators must know how the brain works or something, but like that would, that seems like a real mystery and it's, that seems like enough for an agatha christie mystery yeah. you know what i mean like how did he end up downstairs yeah that's uh, that's a huge mystery in itself because okay so and, and this is where it could have gone wrong is you know a bad detective would have been like oh this happened in the morning and for for this particular crime the the time at which um it happened was crucial because that is how they caught the killer yes exactly it was the time frame and 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 uh Timing everything out, the whole murder out. I mean, I literally was like, when he, I was like, is it possible that she like axed her own face after? I, like, <laughs> I was like, how, how else? That's would, crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, maybe because they did mention 
that one of their like theories was or they they had a 1.1 million dollar life insurance policy right. so i was like i mean it was an insane thought in my brain but i was like Maybe she just wants the two children to have money, but that's <laughs> that's so amazing. If she just hacked her own face, no, I don't think so. That's not that's not quite what happened. So that we're gonna spo- we'll spoil the what happened, right? Which is that I mean the science that goes. So basically, they interview both of the sons. One of them was in the navy or something off, yeah, somewhere. One was at the University of Rochester, which was. About 200 miles away from where they live. Yeah. And they they took him into custody and were like, did you do that? Were you there? And they're like, no. And he was like, no. And he's like, I hope you find out who, you know, killed my my dad and who almost killed my mom. And then, but they keep on him. They sort of like. Well, because she had said that he did oh, it. Right. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah. had a, an inkling. But I mean, <laughs> like if. Oh, that was the cr- that was the craziest part of that. But first of all, it's like if she's just been axed in the brain, do you trust? She, I don't know if you right. should like one hundred percent trust her memories. Right. It's not like she said. They said who did it? Did who did it? And she said Chris. They said did Chris do it? And she said yes. Yes. Which is a little bit different in my mind. Uh huh. Um, but the craziest thing was when one of the people was like, um, usually when there's a victim, they put a, a mask over their mouth oh, God. to to help them breathe, but they couldn't find where the mouth was. And it was like, oh, God. Forensic Files is also very dramatic. Oh, I mean, they was, were. That was, yeah, that was like really, that was within the first like two minutes. Too. Yeah. So that like, that got me. I was like, all right, yeah. I'm in. This is all like you're watching a reenactment. Of yes, they what show happened. a lot of reenactments, and it was like they only had one photograph of the husband and wife together because they kept only showing that one photograph. Yes, oh, and the detectives were looking at the photograph. Everyone was just looking at they this show, photo. There was one part where it was they were doing detective work, and it was just someone looking at a JPEG <laughs> on of, a computer. On a computer, which is like, yeah, I guess, yeah, that's sort of science. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but the science, the the way that they caught, I mean, okay, so I won't say the killers yet, but the investigation into the sun was pretty amazing too. Yeah. They literally, I mean, this really goes to show of like you're, if you think that you're not being watched all the time, you're 100% wrong. Yeah. I mean. They'll it, find you. Yeah, they'll find you. It's not like you're, when we go about our daily business, it's not like we're actively being watched, but. If we need to be found, we could be found so fucking easily. Yeah. yeah. Don't commit crimes, obviously. It's, yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but like, if you do, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I think. Or just be really, like, you have to be the smartest. Or or a, a ghost. I would recommend being a ghost. Yeah, like work on cl- a cloaking device yeah. or something, like an invisible ray gun, because that's the only way you could possibly be... Like, so so for the way that they followed... Um, how did they, So let's talk about how they followed right. Chris around or how they figured it out. He had a yellow Jeep. Which is a very distinct car. A very distinct Luckily car. Luckily for d- d- detectives. Yeah, it was pretty stupid. Yeah, to have such a loud car in general. I'm gonna say just keep it low key. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, we don't need to <laughs> get know. a Camry. Get a Camry. Silver. A silver. Get a silver Prius. <laughs> Who cares? And um, they knew what time the the crime was, which was about two a.m. And they knew that he was about 
three or four hours away. Mm -hmm. So they looked through all of the video footage from the University of Rochester to all the cameras along the highway, including the um, toll passes or whatever. And they looked for yellow jeep and they found they one. found it and it, it was the exact timeline yes it fit like him leaving and him coming back to yes. campus and a, a big part of it was that the big mystery was that he didn't register uh his car didn't register on the easy pass when he right. passed the toll so they were like if he did it he had to go through the toll right so it was uh, investigators had to get to the bottom of that and what they Oh my God, this is is incredible. (laughs) Was that he removed the easy pass, put it under his seat so that it wouldn't register and instead paid with cash. Now, obviously the the woman at the the toll booth didn't remember him, but I guess he he gave up a a toll uh, ticket. Yeah, they give you like a ticket and then you like you get when you get on the highway, you get a ticket and then you pass it off and then you pay a certain amount of money. And they, f- and they w- were like, maybe there are skin fibers <laughs> on the toll ticket. Because maybe he was sweating when he was, he was holding the ticket. So, they, they, uh, so what they did was they said there are only like a dozen cars that pass at a certain hour. They got all those toll tickets. They checked all those toll tickets. They put it in a little tube, tube <laughs> and put a little liquid, liquid chemical <laughs> on it. And they already had his DNA from, you know, just doing the investigation and it linked up. Yeah. It was like a 0.04% that uh, anyone else would have the same whatever DNA makeup, D- blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, there was a small DNA makeup, blah, 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 to get to him. I mean, that's unbelievable. And that's how they, they caught him. Not to mention the emails that he sent to his parents for motive. Yeah, well, one of the emails, which started with, hey, Pops, I love that they had, like, they have somebody, a voiceover actor do it. Yeah, and it's that was so, the best. Hi, Pops. Hey, Pops, um, can I get your social security number? Because I really need it for college. Yeah, and then there was an email back from the dad about that basically the son did check for or some sort of forgery. Yeah, no, he, he had spent like $31,000 or he, he had stolen $31,000 from his parents, Yeah, which they said he, he borrowed, he, they said he borrowed $31,000 without their knowledge. So that's not, bar- I mean, no, unless no. he paid it back, that's not. That, no, no, he couldn't pay it back. That's stealing. Um, <laughs> uh, but the science behind it was so amazing. Crazy. I can't believe it. So, I mean, this is why. This is why I watch. I know. Is it always this exciting? Yeah. I mean, some, some obviously some of them are, are a little bit more obvious right. as to who the killer was. For this one, there was a little bit of tension because there was the whole mob connection. Oh, yeah. There, there was, was that... the, the random guy who like wrote into the newspaper and was like, I did it. Right. There was that. And the mob connection was... So the the killing was done with an axe, and then I guess there was a mob guy named the fireman. Yes, <laughs> and uh, and they and and he the, the guy who was killed as a judge had convicted him, and they thought right. it was like a retaliation for that. Right, but it was not a re- retaliation. I mean, if if you're like gonna commit a murder like this, why in why would you use an axe? Uh, it, it is extremely gruesome. I mean, I have to imagine if you do that, you're, I mean, doing this crime no matter what, 
obviously yeah. you're mentally disturbed. Yes. But come on, like you're going to be traumatized. I mean, like that's so brutal. I mean, you, you have no feelings, I guess. Oh. I mean, you're, you're shut down. I mean, it's, trust me, I, I think about this all the time. <laughs> Do you think about it from the murderer's side or the victim's side? Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I think about it. Uh, I, I'm you see, not sure. You get full, you get full court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a, as a viewer, I think about it as a viewer. You have to somehow detach yourself. Yeah. Or you know, you'll go crazy. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. But this stuff happens. It's, this is what's crazy. This is a crazy world we live in. It's insan. It's insanity. I guess it's good that he was caught. Yeah. Thank God. But that was the other craziest part was that the mom. She, she wasn't she she stood by him in court yeah i mean and she still stands at the end they said she still stands by him even after he was convicted of the murder yeah she still stood by him which means that her brain got busted yeah <laughs> or something that was fucking nuts but you know it, it also makes you wonder you know to me also one of the scariest things is being wrongfully convicted oh my god yeah i mean we've all seen all the shows right yeah. and we've read all the articles right yes but it it makes you also wonder like what if he didn't do it i think i think for this one i feel like now there can't be as many wrongful uh what's it called wrongful convictions convictions because of the dna stuff right. like dna un- unless like the they botch the DNA stuff or something or right. it's just crooked or somehow, but it, I mean it can't be as much as it used to be. I mean, like, are you watching People versus OJ? I just started episode. I'm on episode four. I'm a couple behind, but um, that was like when DNA testing started. Yeah. That was what twenty years ago. Yeah. So now we can like go and go to a toll booth and like that. I was like, oh, the toll booth stuff isn't going to work. That's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> But the, you can do that. Yeah. Like to, it's so, I guess it's super accurate. Or at least I trust it. Like, I don't understand any of the science. No. No, no, no. Dear God. What is it? DNA, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I have no idea. I know that there's, Chromosomes. A, code, there's a code and it's like A, B, A, A, B, 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 A, A or something. I snoozed through <laughs> chemistry in high school. I was not a good science student. Oh, horrible. I was really horrible. Bad. Yeah. I, I think I might have learned how to do that, and I don't know. The ABAB DNA? Or oh, some, yeah. I, what, what was... Look, look at us. We're like, yeah, oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, that thing. We probably did the test that they did with like the cards where we like probably gave some of our own DNA. Yeah. I wonder, like... I mean, we're... I wonder if somebody could just track our whole day all the time right i guess i do you use, easily are you freaked out by that um no because i don't see myself potentially being a killer at any point and on top of that i i, I think it's actually in, in case something ever does happen to me then it p- kind of puts me at ease really okay yeah i guess i don't really think i like i use google maps and that sort of creeps me out. it's just the idea that like I'm constantly on their radar or oh. they're selling my information of yeah. like where I'm going. There yeah. is something really creepy about that. And I use like, I just don't want pe- I don't, I don't want companies to have all my information and like it bouncing around. Yeah. Weird places. I mean, I get that, but like, 
you also want to leave a trail. Yeah, right? I have no listen, guys. <laughs> I have nothing to hide. I'm, Look, I'm not an. You know what? I, I'm leaving a piece of hair follicle. Yeah, I'll, hair I'll, follicle here, so people know I was in your I apartment. I tape, I tape hair, a piece of hair everywhere I go. <laughs> I just scotch tape hair and write my initials on the tape yeah. with sharpie. But like, it is. There's something real. I mean, they're okay. Yeah, I guess they're just two sides to the coin. Which is like, one is we can solve this murder. The other is we're being watched constantly and our information is being shared constantly. Yeah. Um, again, I, I just would encourage you not to be a killer. Yes. Because. <laughs> well, also it's like, I don't know when you work in comedy also like our, Oh yeah. Like this the, is a comedy podcast. Oh yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, <laughs> like, Google searches are so weird that you just feel like a total cr- like you'll be working on a job and I'll be like um, like f- tit farts or something yeah. like that. And you're like googling that. You're like I don't know what what our company is going to think that I am. Like I'm just an insane like baby person. <laughs> it's so funny you think about that because I think about like what if someone finds my computer and looks at my latest Google searches. Right. You know, yeah, like yeah, from a forensic standpoint. Would you be happy that they see it or would you be embarrassed? Um, imba- totally, embarrassed. totally embarrassed. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Exactly. I, I mean, I Google anything because or anything and everything because I, the truth is I, I have r- horrible grammar. Oh, you do. Mm-hmm. And so I need to Google everything. Google grammar help or Google. Um, you know, just, just, I just general Google and you, you can just, figure it out. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does Microsoft Word help with that? I guess um, it's not very like accurate. No. No. And and, and uh, yeah, no. That was one thing that I had one teacher in middle school that was so such a grammar Nazi that I actually worked. That wow. I, like, I'm pretty good. I'm really I'm pretty good at semicolons. Wow. Yeah. I know what a misplaced modifier is, or I don't know, but it's like ingrained. I like I forget if you had to ask me to explain what it is uh-huh. or a dangling modifier, I could fix it. Wow. Yeah. A dangling modifier. Like I have no idea yeah, I know. where to even begin. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what, what you just said was a dangling Okay, modifier. Really? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure if you go back and listen to this, there are so many things I've said. No. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I, I, I'm really bad at... Um, uh, what do you call them? Ideas? And, um, <laughs> sentences. <laughs> no, sentences and or, but like colloquial, colloquial, uh, Col- see? Colloquialisms. Colloquialisms. Yeah. No, you're great. No, no, no. I, I really do think, uh, well, first of all, my first language is Spanish. So okay. there's a little bit of a confusion well, then you're, in translation. But you know? then you're two steps ahead of like 90% of the people in America because you know multiple languages. Someone, I, I was talking to, I was having a conversation with someone and they were saying that if you know Spanish, two languages when you're a kid you um don't worry about the small stuff because you know there's more than one option Mm. so that's what someone was telling me that's a nice thing to hear (laughs) i don't know if it's true but it's great (laughs) no i was pretty worried i've taken i took two six six and a half years of spanish Uh and i i could not I mean, I like in mi vida yo conozco mucho, muy poco español. Uh huh. Pero no usar um, español. Ah, uh, okay. See, <laughs> see. Yeah, but like I could, I can't do anything. Like it's path- like that's how bad American students are. We're, we're like, given well, you don't the- have practice. I guess so. I don't know. My I went- practice was like I had to. You had speak to speak it. it. Yeah, that's true. 
you know. Out of the frying pan into yeah. the fryer. Exactly. That's not the term. Uh, I, I, I literally said exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> you so. are bad at colloquialism. <laughs> you didn't catch that one. Um, this show is so good. So how often are you watching this TV show in in reality? Um, I I like to watch it, let's say, um, two nights, two, two to nights three nights a, a week. And as a bed, sort of a bedtime. At bedtime. <laughs> a be- nice little bedtime story. Yeah. My, you know, my, my husband is really against it. Sometimes I'll be like, hey, no big deal. But like, do you want to watch Forensic Files when we go to bed? I feel like it's so watchable. Like this show is like twenty-two really minutes. It went by like that. Yeah. Like some sitcoms, you're like, ugh. After the first three minutes, you're like, do I need to keep watching this show? It's like a slot. It's like homework. This one was like, let's do it. Uh, yeah. And they've probably got it down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- th- it's a system at this point. And what? So, what are your? Do you have any other go-to shows that are in this sort of genre? I would say the mystery, murder, true crime genre. Um, well, aside from this, I like the documentaries that there's a lot of good documentaries. Did you watch the Netflix one, The Making a Murderer? Yes, I watched that. What was your take on that? Um, again, scary to go to, it's really scary to be falsely, uh, imprisoned. I wasn't sure. Did I think I watched every episode, but except for the last one, he's in jail. Yeah, he's in jail, and so is the the nephew. That's the that that's all. Like I th- I wouldn't be surprised if the the making of a murderer. If you, people listening, it's a documentary about this guy who was falsely accused, was got got out of in the eighties, got out of jail in the early two thousands because of DNA evidence, and then was quickly put back in jail for another murder. Yeah, I think he might have done the second murder. Yeah, it's pr- it seems pretty. Obvious. Oh yeah, but that said, after watching Forensic Files, don't you agree that you need way more evidence to yeah, put someone so, in yeah, jail? Yeah, so yeah, I agree. I think the case was a sham, but it, he still might probably did. It. But his nephew was also oh. put in jail, and he was obviously not involved. He was very slow. He was yeah. like basically he seemed mentally not fully there, and yeah. it was really sad. So sad. These are real people. Like so, you know, we're watching this show, and it, yeah, and you know, we. we watch all these documentaries and like we're entertained by them but sometimes it's it's good to take a moment to be like these are humans yeah it's it's this person was hacked to death horrible horrible god he must have really hated his parents too because like oh that's not a that's a painful death Uh, i mean and on top of like you being a greedy horrible person like if you're gonna murder them just do it quick and easy or something oh it's but you know that now we have this episode i guess that Uh, we get to watch are they all murders are all of the a lot of them yeah uh some no and no there's you know for me the rape of the rape Uh, cases are really scary yeah Uh, and there's all kinds of um crime it's just a <laughs> it's just a real uh, there's there's all kinds of crime you know yeah oh my god um but you know what's a have you ever seen that documentary the staircase that's the best yeah documentary about crime i've ever yeah. seen in fact the only i've been doing this podcast for a couple of years now i recorded that uh, we watched that and it's the only episode i never released because i made a technical error <gasps> and i like it's one of my favorite 
episodes that we watched and I messed. I totally messed. Oh, that is the best. The best. I highly recommend that to many all the time. You can just watch it on YouTube. That's how I watched it. It's so great. Yeah. It's so disturbing. And like it's the um, documentary that has the most access. It has access to both sides, the prosecutor and the defense prosecution and the defense. And I guess to just give the blurb of it is like it starts with a 911 call from a husband saying that his wife he found his wife at the bottom of the stairs she fell and then when the police come there's just too much blood and they arrest him and then it's the case yeah and it he is a character everybody is a character oh yeah and the it's fascinating how the defense um worked you know just watching it from the defense's point of view you're a fly in the wall and the twists in it are so insane Ah. that it's crazier than anything that you could ever write like it's not it's it's so unreal yeah that's you know that's one of the best god why are we so i guess it's just like you have to like detach yourself to like to enjoy watching it i guess you like it's so brutal that you have to watch it in awe just because if you were let it seep in fully, it would sort of cripple you how terrible people can be. Yeah. What is it about us that we have to do this? I mean, I I think in comedy, I, I, it's almost like a a palate cleanser. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's like, I find it hard to watch comedies. Me too. I like, I feel like especially in the last like couple of years, I'm, I just, part of me, just can't laugh anymore yeah. <laughs> and then, we're so dead inside yeah, just like sort of jaded and like then there are of course like jealousies and all of that other stuff oh, that right. pop yeah. up and like i can't purely watch a lot some things i can but yeah. like it's few and far between so you need sort of a darkness to 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 grab you yeah i mean aside from this i love romantic comedies okay <laughs> what's the most recent rom- rom-com Oh, I'm embarrassed to say I went to uh, my big fat Greek wedding too. And how was it? Guys, it wasn't good. I really wanted to like it. I really did. There's no reason for a new my big fat. I know. Wait, wait I, first of all, I never seen the original. I, it's great. It's great. Is it it's great? great. Yeah, it's classic. Now, what is the reason that there's a second wedding? Uh, well, the mom. Okay, so it's uh, the main. Now I'm now the main big fat Tula. I think her name is Tula in the the movie. Anyway, um, she has a daughter now that's in high school, and she's going away to college. It's literally the movie is a series of vignettes. Okay, but um, daughter's going away to college. The dad, the grandfather, finds out that his marriage certificate is not valid. And so he no. and the grandma no. have to have another Greek wedding. Wait, a grandfather who's been living in America? Yeah, so they all li- the whole bit is that they all live on the same street. Why would he care at that point in his life that his, the marriage certificate good question good question like on insurance together they must be on insurance together already at at that age yeah i guess they're just romance i think traditionalist i would say they're traditionalist but if they had a wedding then they like if they had a wedding when they were younger but the priest never signed the paperwork and they're like 
Gotta have gotta another have one. Another wedding. Yeah. Wow, that's really, really, they didn't try very hard. Yeah. There. No offense. But, you know, what can you do? I don't know. I really I, wanted to. I, I just wanted it. I wanted it. I wanted it for everyone. I feel like there should just be a panel of people that's like, this deserves a reboot. This does not, de- or whatever. I don't even know what they're called now. When they, it's like fifteen years later, um, and they're just. It, was, it is fifteen years later. Like it's that. It's always that much later, and you're like, does this really need to be a sequel now? What other movies have fifteen years later? Like well, they the just sequels? like uh, I, I liked it, but the uh, Pee Wee Herman just had oh, like this, so that was like thirty years later. Yeah. Um, like Fuller House. Oh yeah. Have you seen that? I watched one. I watched the pilot. The pilot. I don't know the first episode, and then I watched um, another episode for this podcast uh-huh. called Funner House. That was the episode, and it is shockingly strange. Like it's really bizarre. <laughs> I thought it delivered in a lot of ways. <laughs> I mean, it delivered in all the ways that you'd expect. But it yeah. was my thing was like I've already talked about it a little bit, but like. It's weird that they sexualize a lot, like oh yeah, like the um, Stephanie. Stephanie, you're like, I knew, like I watched you when you're like literally yeah. five years old, and it's really strange to be like, I, I'm, well, like there's just something weird about it in your brain. It, you can't make that connection. She's the new Uncle Jesse, right? And Kimmy is Uncle Joey. Oh right! And wow, I never really and and DJ, DJ is. Bob. Yeah. It's Bob. It's Bob Bob Saget. I guess that's true. Yeah, that's that's pretty. And that's what they're doing, and that's what I think. Yeah, but Jesse might have been like like cool and like I guess the hot guy, but he wasn't like I I guess maybe he was talking about sex. But I was a kid, so it didn't like and I didn't watch him. 30 years earlier be a five-year-old boy right like a cute little ragamuffin and now he's like look at my boobs yeah (laughs) which is sort of one of her big things yeah Uh, yeah i mean good for them they're back they're They're back i mean i'd be i'd be pumped yeah sure of course and that i mean kimmy the kimmy gibbler she's still got it she's still got she's still got it i guess yeah. So how much have you watched The Fuller House? Uh, I've seen like four episodes. That's pretty good. I watched it in a, it, with a group. It, it, it's really fun to watch in a group. That's a good call. Because you don't feel bad about doing it. You know, it's a shared experience. Yeah. You can pretend it's ironic, but you're like, oh, we're really watching. This. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you had to come up with a because you've seen so much forensic files, if you had to come up with a drinking game for the series as a whole. What would be um, your drinking game? I guess uh, you drink every time they say, uh, well, <laughs> drink, jeez, uh, I don't know. Um, drink after any time they say DNA evidence. I mean, that's a, an that's, obvious that's one. That's a good one. I'd say for, ev- for if you're watching this episode, for every um, stroke of the axe. Yes, <laughs> in the reenactments. Yeah. Or every time they show, drink every time they show a detective on a computer. Yes, that's a great one. Yeah. And every time they re like in this one, they showed one photograph of the victims over and over again. Yes. So if, if there's like a main photograph, I'd say drink that. I mean, also like 
they picked a bad picture. I don't mean to speak ill of the dead, <laughs> but like it's not there's got to be a little one that's a little more, you know, uh a nicer photograph. I mean, that must have been one that they like it was like royalty free or, or something. Yeah, somehow <laughs> or maybe they yeah, I wonder also like for the mom, the victim is she, are they allowed to make this up? Epi- like, what are the rules? Good question. I don't know if they need to like sign off on anything. Obviously. Cause it's I, all Maybe if public. it's all news, then. I bet, you know what? I bet the photograph was entered as like evidence. So oh. they, like it's public or something yeah. like that. But like, can you imagine being the mom and watching this on television? Horrible. Like they show a reenactment of you being butchered and then, well, her life has got to be. I mean. You know, sometimes they interview the people that are like relatives of that uh, of the victim or people involved in the case. So uh, sometimes I think they reach out, but she must they must have like denied. They must have not wanted it. Yeah, why would you? I mean, why would you agree to talk to one of these shows in the first place? Like family members sometimes do it of the but victim. But isn't that sort of like I guess it, I guess if you're like I'll they, do they it, but I want to say good person. You know, they yeah they'll say things like that. Yeah. Um, or I, I, you know, if, if they were somehow involved in a twist, like the, they knew the killer and the, you know, they'll say this person told me that they were doing this. Right, right, right. Gosh. But yeah. Yeah. Well, my only hope is that someday I'll be part of a reenactment, but never, (laughs) but never part of a crime. I wonder where these casting, uh, sessions are happening. Yeah. I, Cause they never show like the full face. It's all about the body. So yeah. it's gotta be like, can you hold this ax and turn sideways and then hack, pretend you're hacking a mom. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> these directors. Yeah. I, gosh. I mean, and they must pump these out. If this is episode 25 of one season, I, good for them. I mean, yeah. What, what channel is this on? Uh, I think it's now. True TV? I think it's on True TV. Yeah. It started on li- maybe Lifetime, or it, it no, bounced, no, it it was, bounced around. What was True a lot. TV before? Court TV. Court TV. It bounced around a lot, and also this supposedly, from looking online, this started when around the time that um, of the O.J. Simpson case, because that's when DNA started becoming like a real oh, thing. In full circle. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So now. It makes sense. It does. But they'll do crimes from uh, like the History. 80s or the 70s and, and that are reopened. Too. Whoa. And That's they'll so test all the evidence. God. You know what I think is crazy? Um, how detectives in the 80s had the foresight to collect evidence for future DNA testing. That's a thing that they used to do. They used to be like, when we have the technology. Yeah, this they used be... to be like, you know, someday maybe we can test this. Like, what? That's pretty amazing. Good for them. It's like, I don't even know what it is, but it's like someday we'll have like cars that fly. Yeah. So. So I'm going to, I'm going to get a big scarf that I can wear in the for- air. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what the equivalent would be, but definitely, yes. <laughs> so I'm going to have a house that, oh, so I'll buy a house that- With a garage uh, on the second floor. Yeah, exactly. That's actually a pretty great idea. Yeah, because cars will fly. Yeah, but I don't know if structurally that will be sound. We'll LA, see. anything's possible. Anything's possible, baby. We're in LA. Hollywood. Hollywood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I thank you so much for um, joining me on this gorgeous day 
to watch forensic files <laughs> and um I hope neither I mean hope neither of us get murdered. Me too because then that'll be really sad <laughs> that we sad. have this podcast. Oh my god, now I doubly hope. Um, oh jeez. Oh boy. Let's both knock on wood. <sighs> we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We're going to be okay. All right. Well, thanks so much. Is there anything that you want to plug or Um no. Okay. Uh, just, you know, just my general uh oeuvre. <laughs> Just my name. I just want to plug my name, Rebecca Delgado Smith. Yeah, get those Google Analytics up. Yep. <laughs> That's where we're at now. Send me some alerts. Hell yeah. Um, well, thanks again. All right. Thank you for having me. Of course. Lots of fun. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. Thanks again to Rebecca Delgado Smith for stopping by and watching Forensic Files. And thanks for listening. Um, just a word of advice always watch your back. You are always in harm's way and there's always a chance that you could get murdered so live on edge at all times and never enjoy one second of life um thanks again for listening leave a review uh hit me up on twitter and uh we'll see you next time have a great night and an early mañana adios amigos that was a headgum podcast